Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. All right, this is the Cousins AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs. I'm here with my cousin, Jados. Coach of NFNL, KFKL, no fife, no life, no fife, no life. How you doing, cuz? I'm good, mate. It's been a it's been a big week, a big week of footy. It was good to get through round one and watch some, watch some games and see some scores. So good. I'm feeling good about my team as well, so what about yourself? Yeah. I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm all right. Probably not quite as up and about as you are. Um, yeah, talk us through your score. How did how did the weekend go for you? All right, well, the Super Subs this week scored 21-43. I'm currently ranked 12-46, 1,246th. Um, it, was, it was a good week. I managed to avoid all the injury chaos, which was just some crazy luck. Mate, you're part smug. It, you're smug. You can't wipe that smile off your face. Part of it was last minute trading as well. So, oh. I would have, I would have copped Kelly if it wasn't for my, my, I guess being being committed to the listeners because I thought I'd stick by one of our cousins' top tips and save a bank by choosing Tom Green over Kelly, and it just luck. So much luck, but I'll take it. I can't believe you, mate. I can't believe you. Um, oh, I'm. <laughs> I shouldn't be flat because I scored all right. So I I dropped the twenty eighty six. So that puts me ranked six thousand and twentieth. So I've had a good round. I've dodged most of the carnage. I would say. Uh, I copped a little bit late, um, and yeah, it's just it hurts more than I'd care to admit. Just because it's players that Keebs didn't have. Um, it's it, it, just to jump <laughs> in as well. It was two guys that I was very, very keen on, but oh, man- managed to start without, which was Bytel and Kelly. You're a dog, mate. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, let's 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 use this as an opportunity to roll into our first segment. So we're gonna talk about our hogs for this week and our flogs. So why don't you kick us off? Who's your hog for this week, Cuz? Uh, my hog for this week. It's, we, we, we did have a brief chat before, and both our hogs are in both our teams, but I'm going to go with Setterfield, the man, the myth, the legend. Hey, I, I love Setterfield. Mate, Sorry, was, I jumped in, but... <laughs> it was crazy. So at halftime, I was messaging you, like, concerned that I might he might be a trade because I think he was on 39 or maybe just over 30, uh, 40, sorry. And I was like, man, he might just be an 80 guy. Maybe we've burnt a mid-spot on him. And then in the second half, he went bang, dropped it. That was probably a very loud pop. <laughs> just <laughs> dropped a dropped like an eighty-one point half, and just did I some, think it was. Did some beautiful things with marks and tackles, and he's my hog of the week. One hundred and twenty-two. Ah, oh, I couldn't believe it. What a start from it from a mid pricer who, I think, it was in one point seven percent of teams before the round started. It was just 
amazing to watch. It's what you dream of when you select a mid-pricer. And he just he just came through in the clutch so hard for us in round one. It was beautiful. It's funny, we didn't actually end up talking about him in any of our pod merchant segments leading into round one. Because I think we both came, like we both got hot on him pretty late. Um, maybe even after we recorded our last podcast. Like I was thinking about it and like... I don't know. I, I, I still felt like a bit concerned about it all the way like through to round one. Like he has massive VFL numbers um, and he's he's scored like okay when he's had the role in the past, but you've just never really seen him have the role consistently at AFL level. So you just don't know what he's capable of. And he just did it. Yeah. So I was nervous, but now he's set and forget a field. What a gun. Who's your hog? So my hog is Jared Witts. Jared Witts. Say it with me, cuz. Jared, Jared Witts. <laughs> Jared Witts. What a beast, mate. What a beast. Like, honestly, this is not who I thought I'd be pumping up super hard after round one. To me, like, it was just such an unsexy pick. I just, like, all throughout preseason, I kept finding ways to, like, try and move him to someone exciting. I don't know. I think I think with rucks like the ones that you always get sucked into with fantasy are the ones that like get heaps of disposals and Wits isn't like usually one of those guys. He's always just like a a beast um, in the actual ruck contest. Gets a lot of like hitouts, but just like kind of goes about his business. But he had fifty one hitouts and then decided to drop career high disposals this week. Deserves twenty five. 25 yeah. disposals he had. <laughs> to, to add my two cents, mate, We every discussion we had talking about selecting wits, we were both like, yeah, he's probably not going to drop many massive ma- massive ceiling games. He's just a reliable guy. He's probably going to average just over 90. He's a good R2 when there's all this, all this chaos and uncertainty and just comes out and drops a 137. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. He immediately just showed that massive ceiling and it, yeah what a what a what a great pick yeah and it made oh it it made me feel so much better because i was having a shit night um because <laughs> <laughs> maybe this will this will segue us nicely into our flogs because we both had dunkley captain in round one what a bastard mate zero marks yeah. three kicks he's supposed to be so, like Warney talked about it on the Traders Pod, he's supposed to be one of our pillars of strength. He's just, yeah. Yeah, mate. I could not believe it because I think we both VC Doc. And then it wasn't even really a consideration. Normally, I, I sort of take upwards of 115, 120 for my for my yeah. VC score. Doc dropped Smart. to 110. I was like, nah, round one, Dunks is going to come out firing for his new side. He's going 120 plus. Mate. He was on 56 at halftime, 21 point second half. What is that? Yuck. Yuck. Disgusting. I'm backing him in this Friday night to bounce back against the Ds, who are, I think, his favorite, if not one of his favorite teams. But, man, that was hard to watch. Especially, that was, like, probably the only thing that went very wrong for me in round one. And it just, it killed yeah. What could have been a massive, massive week for me? Mate, I was so upset because I think it was like, it's probably halfway through the round. It was like, 
what Saturday afternoon game. So this was before Laird had played, who was the most popular captain of the week. And I was like, I've cooked it, like super cooked it. We've got a we've got a captain that's dropped a seventy seven. Yeah, it was concerning. But, yeah, yeah, felt felt bad. So he's um he's a flog. Yeah, he he was my flog as well. Um, I just quickly as well wanted to touch on Marshall. You know, everyone's got him. It's not a unique pick, but man, watching him just get absolutely smacked by Sean Darcy in the ruck was not fun. Was, that was just so disappointing for a guy who's been locked into, you know, everyone's teams since the preseason started, basically. Just horrible. Marshall, so just rock it. He's on notice, yeah. He certainly is. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I've got, if you, <laughs> I've got another one, actually. If you wanted to take the Josh Dunkley one, you can have it. <laughs> All right, I'll take Dunks um, with a slight bake to Marshall. So this next one, he's not a flog, all right, but this was this was the actual low point of my weekend. Josh Kelly, mate. Josh Kelly. Oh, that you can't do that to the man. No, I'm doing it. Listen, listen to this, all right. <laughs> not only was he on track for 120, 120 plus, like he was he was getting rolling. Not only is he a forced trade. But Keynes doesn't have him anymore. You had him all preseason, and you made a late change, and you were smug about it. I was so well, yeah. upset. Yeah, so I messaged you Saturday morning because I, I was out, out and about in, in country New South Wales, but I messaged you on Saturday morning, and I was like, man, oh, I want to I stand, by, stand by our strategies, our top tips, save a bank. And the best way to do it, I thought, was Kelly to Green. And we were, we were both keen on Green for the whole preseason and then got a little bit cold after the, the last preseason game where he didn't really spread. I was like, I still think he's going to be a beast, mate. I might just go Kelly to Green, bank the cash, and hopefully Kelly doesn't drop a massive score on me. And, yeah, I, I changed it and then went back to look at my team again and the game had started because I wasn't uh, you know, wasn't on my phone all day. And I was like, oh, guess I'm with it now. And at quarter time, he was on that 38, and I was like, Yes, yes, <laughs> let's go. And yeah, the Kelly, the Kelly injury was just so unfortunate. But mate, um, I got kissed by the fantasy gods there. Mate, I'm so annoyed about that. I can't believe it. You made a late change. It was one of your promises as well. It's in your philosophies. No late changes. Can't yep. believe it. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> let's move on to a- our next segment. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a good way to segue into into Hot Bakes. Hot Bakes. All right, because okay. my, my philosophy was no late changes, which I went against twice. One was Kelly to Green. The other one was Dawson to Gus. I had a feeling without all of Melbourne's big, you know, big defenders and mids that because, you know, Viney missed, Salem missed, May missed. Gus is either going to have bulk kick-ins and be the man back there, or he's going to get CBAs. He didn't have a single CBA. He didn't have a single kick-in. My hot bake is not directed at Gus. It's directed at Simon Goodwin. Why would you play this man in the midfield last year just to get him to commit, sign a big contract, lure him in, and then as soon as he signs, do nothing with him? He's not. A, he wasn't a designated ball user back there. He's not playing in the midfield. What's going on? Why would you re-sign the guy? Just give him more responsibility. He's a beast. He's an A-grade midfielder. He's an A-grade defender. 
and he's not being allowed to flourish in either role. He still scored 98, so that's fine. But Simon Goodwin, use Angus Brayshaw more. You're baked, mate. You're absolutely baked. <laughs> I don't even think you're allowed to give a, give a bake related to a late change that you made, Keeps. I. It's not the player, it's the coach. And one <laughs> from from one coach to another, I'm telling you, Simon Goodwin, get yourself together, mate. I'm not happy. <laughs> I hope Gus drops a 60 on you. All right, Gus, well. Gus better have some kick-ins this week. Otherwise, there's going to be problems <laughs> on next week's pod. <laughs> All right, my hot bait is you, Keebs. Mate, you've been leading our listeners astray already. No, no, so, no. I mean, no, you no. already touched on. You already this. touched on late changes. All right, we've you've made three late changes, and your philosophy for this season Two. is no late changes. No, okay, let me talk you through them. You did Dawson to Gus very late. Yep. You did Kelly to Tom Green, which worked yep. out in your favour. All right, and then you also did Bytel to Callahan, who no. Bytel is now injured, mate. No, no, no. That trade was done. Days before the season started, so I'm not taking that as a late change. No, you I, had. Bi- did you not have Bytel in your team on Saturday? You no, did. No, you did. No, I was thinking about going Callahan down to Bytel to free up more cash, and so I am now going to do another hot bake back at you. No, for I wasn't leading finished, the listeners straight. No, 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 no. I was not finished. <laughs> Let me finish. You first. Let me finish. First. Said. All right, you finish, and then I'm going again. <laughs> All right, okay. So there's that. You did okay. Well, we can we can argue about the third late change. You did at least two late changes. All right, and you said you that was that's not how you're gonna go about this year. Secondly, pod merchants. All right, I, I went back and I listened to who your pod merchants were over the preseason. Let's start with Taylor Adams. You gave Taylor Adams a massive pump up. What did he drop? A 62. Hey, your second pod merchant. Sam Berry, he dropped a 36. And not only did you pump him up, you gave a Keebs guarantee that he would average 100. And you know who your third pod merchant was? Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly. And you know what else about Josh Kelly? I've got a quote. This is from our second, sorry, our third podcast. He said this, and I quote, put it in your diary. Josh Kelly is going to be my captain in round one. And I said, all right, mate, I'll hold you to that. And you said, do it. Okay. And not only did you not captain him, you made a late change to Tom Green and Kelly got injured. Just wait. All right. You, okay, are, so let me, you are lying to our listeners and they deserve an apology. Let me address this and then reverse my bake onto you. All right. So, okay, so all right. Taylor Adams, that was done early in the preseason. Well, okay, it was done two weeks before the season started. A lot of things changed before round one. I was keen on him if he was getting the CBAs, which he didn't in round one. He only had 10 out of like 30-something. So, look, I'll, t- I'll take a bit of responsibility for that because I was keen on him, but I no longer am because he clearly isn't one of the first-choice mids. The Josh Kelly thing, I did change from him, but it actually cost me points captaining Dunks instead. So... You know, I'm still very keen on Kelly. And when he comes back, he's, he'll be one of the mid primos that I'm targeting. And the Sam Barry thing, you I was going to do sick. You make I was going to do, I was going to do a public apology about Sam Barry, but Sam Barry scored 36, which is absolutely disgusting. 
But Rory Laird, who's the best player in the game, scored 57 in the same game against the same team. Sam Berry will be fine. Sam Berry 100 plus is still on. I'm, I'm <laughs> doubling down after a 36. It's still happening. Oh, Sam Berry to bounce back. He is also on the Keebs watch list because he's going to be cheap. This, like, okay, 36 is disgusting. But, again, Rory Laird, best player in the game, was being talked about as the next pick, only scored 20 points more. It's just the Giants' midfield that shut down Adelaide. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll be fine. And to reverse the bake, you are leading our listeners astray. Excuse me. <laughs> you are leading our listeners astray because one of our cousins pre-season tips, one of our top five strategies is to save a bank. Now tell me, how much money did you go into round one within the bank? 86K. That's not between 200 and 400K, is it, mate? <laughs> All right. Do you, know how much, no. do, you know how, do you know how much money I had from going Kelly to Green? 227K. I stand by the cousin's top tips. You're smug, mate. You can say all this in <laughs> hindsight. That I feel sick. I feel sick. All right, hey, I'm, mate, moving if, if, I'm moving if, on. If, if, I'm moving on. I'm calling the segment here. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. All right, should we get into the games? Let's get into the games. So first game was Richmond versus Carlton. What did you see, Keebs? Um, this game was pretty stock standard. I think everyone kind of performed how they were expected to. There's two big things I noticed from a fantasy standpoint from the game, which was, sorry, sorry, just quickly before I get into these, I think instead of just listing players and what they scored, we're just going to discuss fantasy talking points from the games because, you know, our listeners know what players scored and all that sort of stuff. We don't need to just, you know, speak scores back to them. We're going to just analyze fantasy talking points from the games and do it that way. But Sure. The two things I noticed were Rux are going to absolutely smash Carlton this year. Nank dropped a 116 on TDK. I think Carlton is just going to struggle in the Ruck department this year. And if your Ruck comes up against Carlton, that's a good time for VC or C or just to, I guess, have confidence in whoever, whoever your Ruck is. And the other thing was I think Cowan is going to get dropped for certain. He just did not so? look like... He just didn't he took look a couple like of intercept marks, and he also ran someone down holding the ball. A couple, but he got subbed out. His disposal in the preseason game as well just looked shaky. I don't think he's going to be a reliable <clears> player <throat> yet, and um, as a cash cow, I think he's no good. So he's someone that I'm looking to move on from. They're, they're the only two real talking points in that game. Everyone kind of scored how you would expect them to. Ollie Hollands was a little bit quiet, but I think he'll be fine on a wing. Yeah, the, the rookies um, were the main thing that we we actually dodged in that game or we didn't have either on field. Um, but, yeah, like Hollands, he looked he looked all right. He, um, he, was, he was really quiet, though, like early. And then, like, his biggest fantasy play for the game was hilarious. Like, he, um, he kicked it into the man on the mark and then got, like, a couple of extra disposals from it and, like, almost got caught holding the ball, but, like, it was it was a free he like got a free kick. It's just funny funny stuff. But yeah, you wouldn't 
you probably wouldn't field him off the back of that, but I think he'll get better. Agree, um, yeah. Let's move on to the next game. So we had Geelong versus Collingwood. Anything just just quickly on that. Just quickly on the last game, Taranto and Doc looked awesome. Taranto's gonna gonna be massive for the Tigers this year. But yeah, Geelong Collingwood. Um, yeah, a few things. The first thing that stood out, and it stood out across the entire game, was Nick Dacos just screams and demands and waves his arm for the ball anytime he's in within an 80 meter radius of it. It's absolutely disgusting. It's rude. <laughs> it was, it's, us, we were both keen on him for a lot of the preseason, then we called late, but it was frustrating watching him just wave his arms around and scream for the ball and, and rack up like, what, 35 disposals. Um, he has to just, get attention after that. He has yeah, to. Yeah, well, uh, Port, I believe they play this weekend. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, said they were going to put some attention into him. Yeah, said they were going to put some attention into him this week, so that's good. Um, just quickly, shout out to the Time Lord, Scott Pendlebury. He's still such a G. He top scored in that game. Fantasy Hall of Fame. Um, Geelong are not relevant in any way. The whole team is just ugh, yuck from for a fantasy standpoint. Tanner Brune was good in the first half, but then went quiet because he got moved out of the midfield a bit. So I think he's a trade if you've got him. But <laughs> but do, do, you not, do you not think he might get more midfield time? I think he could be out of the team. Bo's coming you back. Think so? They've already... Already said White is going to debut. I'd be concerned if I was a Tanner Bruin own, owner. Um, he, you know, he looked great in the first half, but he's still a young player. I think he could he could benefit from having a bit more time in the VFL this year. Mm. I've got written, I've got written down here, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I was wrong about Adams, <laughs> so there you go, mate. Yeah, you were wrong he about was, him. Nah, you yeah, might still just, be. Honestly, it's just only one game, but yeah. Not, well, not if much he gets field time, if he gets DPP, he's going to be relevant, but he's not at the moment. Um, and then the other thing, which is not really fantasy relevant, it kind of is, was Asava Radaglia, the rat, had probably the best six disposal game I've ever seen. He had, <laughs> s- s- mate, like the amount of spoils and intercept, not not necessarily intercept possessions, but just intercept, like. You know, you know, spoils and breaking up plays. Yeah, yeah. He was a mate, amazing, mate. But yeah, he scored garbage in fantasy. So, also, um, Tom Stewart, feel sorry for those owners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah feels that's rough. bad. Feels horrible. That's that's part of the game, though. Unfortunately, you ah, uh, yeah, you did I got keen on him late, late. <laughs> very late. Keeps talked me out of it. He said no late changes, mate. It's a good thing that he makes some late changes himself. Yeah. But yeah. it's a good thing that you stuck to that strat, mate, because it saved yeah. you. Yeah, it did. <laughs> All right, next game we had North versus West Coast. There's a bit to talk about here. Harry Sheasel lo- is the man. What a stud. Absolute yes, stud. He, is. he racked up. Um, actually, I saw there's there's been a bit of news about him um, being managed at training. Did you Did you read anything about this? Yeah, I've heard sore, that apparently... Sore foot or something like that. So that's a watch. Yeah, I've heard that he, he's had a, a sore foot. Um, it's The exact same thing was said about Nick Dacos last year. It was talk of him having a sore foot. Then he played 22 games and won the Rising Star. So, you know, it's it's a little bit of a flag. But if, you, you're, if you're an owner, don't be concerned. If he does if he does miss, it's probably only going to be for a week. But <laughs> I, I, doubt he, I doubt he does. 
we everyone's an owner, so don't be yeah. concerned, guys. It's all good. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this and you're a non-owner, go away. <laughs> no, don't go, don't go away. But become an owner. Just jump on board. All right. So the next thing relevant to our teams in this game was Tom Powell. We both took the punt on him. I <laughs> ended up spending most of my bank that I was saving on him, and it's not really how I wanted my bank to be spent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what actually led me into downgrading Kelly to green because I was keen to start with Powell instead of a rook. And yeah, it's, he was good, man. He actually played a really good game. He got unlucky with a couple tackles that went and end up being freeze against. And he could have easily scored 90 plus, but yeah, he didn't get those CBAs. It was frustrating because zip, X big X Airy, which we'll touch on as well, got subbed out early. Will Phillips comes in and just starts chewing up CBAs. And look, I know Will Phillips also needs development, but he sucks. Don Powell is so <laughs> much better, and Phillips just comes in and starts getting all these CBAs above him. What do you mean? Tom Powell is a big, juicy hog. He's thick. Put all these KGs on for the preseason. And was looking terrific and clean and strong around the footy. And you got Will Phillips in there being an absolute spud. Mate, so frustrating. So frustrating. So frustrating. And you know the thing, okay, uh, this could have gone in our bait segment as well, actually, is that Tom Powell was named center. And yes. I, I mean, the jokes The jokes is on us for getting sucked in by that. But like team yeah. sheets are... You know, can be a bit of a trap, trap. but honestly, absolute traps. He, like he had, he got CBAs in the preseason game. He passed the eye test. He's been passing the eye test all preseason. He passed the eye test in the game. He's just not getting the role. It's, oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. It's concerning. Anyway, it, I'm, it's... I'm looking to move. I'm looking to move him on like this week. Even though his yeah. score was a 73, um, I know like a 50 is just around the corner with this role. So I'm yeah, that's. Off. ASAP. That's what I that's what I was gonna say as well. I'm looking to move him on, but it's disappointing because he looks like he could honestly be like a ninety plus or at least close to that number player if he had the CBAs. But yeah, Will Phillips, like, you know, Will Phillips is probably gonna be a good player and they both need development, but man, Powell could be good now and he's not going to be. Okay, you know who I'm thinking of moving him on to? Zeebs. The big man, Jay Zebes. <laughs> the Z goal, the Z ball. The Z Jay-Z. god. Yeah, Z god. <laughs> big Z. Just, yes. He's the OG daddy. hog. Big daddy yeah. Zebes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he looks so good in this game. He's got the roll back. I mean, we knew he was going to have the roll, but like, they got really junky off half back. Like, Sheezel obviously had a massive game. Even Luke McDonald dropped a big game. So on one hand, you could see it as a potential flag, um, but I see it as a positive because like, we didn't think that uh, Clarko would allow this kind of game style where they you know, can like, rack up some points back there, but it's like they won the game and they looked all right. And I think also if they start losing some games, like the ball's going to be just in that general vicinity quite a lot as well. I don't know. Well, I, I think I think he could be like eighty-five at a minimum. Like I think he could do around the ninety mark. Yeah, me too. Back in the day, when you think about it, the Hawks of when Clarko was coaching, the Hawks always had good 
fantasy defenders. Not like, you know, Gibbo as a key back was a solid fantasy guy. He was like around the 80 mark a few times. Grant Birchall was good for years. Like even guys who sort of weren't necessarily like stalwarts of fantasy, had good fantasy seasons in that Hawthorne backline. Clarko's kind of always shown that he's a big, big possession retaining coach. So, yeah, that could bode well for the North defenders. The good thing about Zeebs' game was he had lots of kick-ins, and that's not something I was expecting. He had the most for North. He had five. That's a massive tick, mate. If he can, you know, a few intercepts a game, take those kick-ins, play on, get amongst the junk when he does, because we know he likes likes getting the ball back there. Yeah, he could he could be 90-plus again. The thing that just concerns me about Zeebs is the fact that he's 32 now, and there's young mouths to feed in that back line. So I'm keen to do it as well, but I'm hesitant. It's kind of – I'm choosing between Zeebs and Day, and it's hard because I need a defender – and Zeebs is forward only, mate. <laughs> it's pretty annoying. Yeah. Will it's Day, so annoying. I, I'm just like, I'm still really scared of Will Day. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's my own irrational fear. Let's, but let's say that. Let's say that for later. Yeah. Okay, we'll save it. Yeah. Um, anyone else? Anything else caught your eye in this game? Jinbi no? is oh, a beast. Okay. <laughs> Jinbi is the man. What a guy. Um, 12 tackles this is just a good, a good rookie game for everyone. Oh, okay. We've got to talk about we've got to talk about Dom Dominic Sheed. Um, I think he'll get better, but it was it's not the kind of start you wanted, really. Yeah, he's so he started racking up later in the game, and he did look pretty good in, in the last half. But man, I, I'm just concerned about his lack of hitting stat lines. Like I, we we know from his peak season that he does like a mark, but he's not a massive tackler. And if West Coast is getting absolutely smacked with Yo to still come back in, and Sheed could possibly lose some CBAs, I'm I'm pretty concerned. He's someone that I'm look, look, probably going to look to move on. But yeah, he's going to get at least one more week in my team. I'm just scared at this point. I think he, I think he'll be fine. I saw there was a moment where he like he lay a tackle and it was called a free against, and like it was it was like borderline. I think it was called in the back. Oh, no, it was holding the man. I think. Um, but like you know, if that if that decision had been reversed, it's like he would have dropped a score in the eighties, and you wouldn't you wouldn't even think twice about it. You got to remember yeah, his price say, his price in the sixties. So sixty seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I was gonna say if if he scored eighty five, we'd probably be happy, and that's only a stone's throw away. So he yeah. gets another week. It's just annoying that probably probably you know one of the top two or three easiest teams, and he couldn't he couldn't break the eighty mark, but. No. Hopefully improved. Couldn't couldn't hack it. Um I've got I've got two more things from this game. Alright, go. One is that West Coast are in lots of trouble as a team. That's not fantasy relevant, but as a West Coast fan, it's concerning. Yo back is gonna be great for fantasy and for West Coast. Um the other thing was, man, you you gotta be so unlucky to own the big X. Xeri, Sherry, Cherry, X-Man. One of our mates traded him in last minute. Man, he was looking fantastic until he went down. I, th- I think he went down on 26 from super low tog and was just smashing the West Coast rocks. I considered starting him as well. Mate, oh, it's just it's just a cruel game sometimes, fantasy. That would have been, could have possibly been one of the mid-price picks of the season, but 
We'll never know. Not to be. No. Flat. Also, okay, Jaden Hunt <laughs> had the, like such a hot and cold game. <laughs> well, yeah. So just just to jump in, I think just after quarter time, he was on like 33, mate. Like he started so quick. And I messaged you, and I was like, man, I'm flat. I started with a rookie death over Hunt. Hunt's going to ton up in the first game. And then he got to like 44. Oh, yuck. He went so uh, cold. Well, you you bought stocks in him like two weeks ago. <laughs> but you're feeling bought, bad about owning those stocks. Mate, yeah, that was a, that's, that's a, quick, a quick turnaround on those stocks. They've been dumped, dumped hard as soon as the game finished. Mate, you won't be able to find anyone to buy them off you. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. And it is Port Adelaide versus Brisbane Lions. Oh, Dunkley. I've got, <laughs> yeah, gross. I've got a few notes on this game. Yeah, go. So the big thing was that the Brisbane mids just got absolutely smashed. Dunkley dropped a bad score. Neil dropped a bad score. McGluggage dropped a bad score. Ashcroft dropped a bad score. They honestly just got pumped in there. The, the whole game was low scoring, but the Port mids were clearly on top. Brisbane got embarrassed. I think they'll all bounce back, and all these guys are still going to be good fantasy options. But, mate, it was frustrating to watch, especially Dunks, 21-point second half. Yuck. But Ashcroft, I think everyone, most coaches were sort of keen on Ashcroft to replicate you know, Nick Dacos or Sam Walsh numbers from, from years gone by. And a 59 is not the way we wanted to start, but I think he'll be fine. Brisbane mids are not going to get smashed like that again. Um, Port, last year, for, for patches were, and this year, definitely seem like they're going to be a really restrictive team. So if you've got mids coming up against Port, just be afraid. <laughs> it was gross, mate. There was not a single ton in that whole game from either team. Gross. Um, I didn't I've, get to watch it, but how did Rosie look? Yeah, good. Good. He only dropped a 95, and I kind of think that he's going to—he's only going to be like a low hundreds, maybe high 90s guy for the season. I flagged that on our last pod before round one. He's such a gun, but I just don't think he's a massive fantasy player. He's got heaps of upside, and even high 90s would be would be solid for his price. But yeah, he looked awesome. JHF looked awesome as well. Butters even looked great. Um, one thing I really wanted to say as well, which we could have put this into an "I told you so" segment. But Lysette is bad. Who knew? What? <laughs> Crazy. The other thing, one more thing. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> is Kitty Coleman is going to be very cheap once he's back from concussion. And he's someone that everyone should be looking at seriously for a spot in their team. By the time he by the time he gets back, because he only he played real low tog. I think he dropped a fifty seven. By the time he gets back, plays a couple games, drops even more in price. He's going to be low 600Ks, and I think he, he can be close to a 90 defender. So that's that's a massive watch list for me. Mm-hmm. Great. And that's it. Okay. Let's speed through. So next game, Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs. What would you see, Keeps? I have Chandler with a lot of exclamation marks written down here. <laughs> Mate, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was frustrating as a non-owner to see a basement guy ton up I don't think really many people could have predicted that. And his JS is a concern for this week. But if he's not in your team and he's named, you need to get him in because he's going to just skyrocket in price this week. Am I crazy to fade him? I don't think so. Like I said, well, look, it's funny because I just said you need to get him. 
because he's yeah. going to have a huge price rise. But his JS is a concern. So, I mean, if he stays in the team and you fade him, you're going to be in lots of trouble. But, um, you know, he, he might only play one more game. He might not even play this week. They've got that many to come back. But if he is now... But the saving, the saving grace for him is that Pickett is suspended Stupid for man. how long? How long did he get? Three weeks? Somehow he only got two weeks because he absolutely obliterated Bailey Smith. <laughs> but that's that's a discussion for a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's not um, our domain. The rest of my notes are just around the rucks, and it's just Max was awesome. He's probably still going to be in the top few ruckmen. Grundy is a no-go for fantasy, and English was really good against what we thought would be just an absolute the hardest matchup for him. Yeah. So yeah. English is is a massive tick. Yeah, he weirdly has found a way against Max the last few times that they've come up against each other. He has. Um, he, he used to get smashed by him, but uh, yeah, no longer. He, he used to get smashed by him individually. Now they're on the same team, and he's just a big man. Yeah, Grundy looked really yeah. good. Sorry, but but he's not a not a fantasy guy anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. the pig, the ruck pig, is no more. Yeah. All right. Next game. Gold Coast versus Sydney Swans. Witsy. Wits the go. <laughs> Jared Wits. Jared Jared Wits. Jared Wits. <laughs> what a yeah. beautiful man. Just made my night. Saved my night, actually, I should say. Um, he was awesome. We already talked about it. What else did you see? The big talking point from this game is that Constable... Although he racked up, which we all knew that he was, he could and was capable, I think he's going to get dropped this week. It's a huge concern because there's not any cheap defenders that are putting their hand up to be in our teams. And his disposal was disgusting. It was really horrible. Bad. Some of the choices that he made with the ball too. Oh, he's just, he should not be a halfback. You know, if he holds his spot, I'll be surprised. I hope Stewie Drew gives him one more week. And he shows that he can have a bit more composure back there. But, man, he – it's, yeah, it's frustrating because he did get a lot of the ball. But, yeah, it was – and he was taking kick-ins too. But, yeah, it was it was a massive concern seeing some of the choices that he was making with the ball. Um, so yeah. everyone he, should, he kicked, should have a he, contingency he at, plan. He went at 46% and had zero tackles in yeah, a, in a bad. thumping. Bad. Everyone should have a contingency plan for Constable. I think yeah. as long as he's named – Keep him in your team because he's a gun fantasy player, but his JS is very, very shaky. And yeah, it yeah. Won't, wouldn't surprise me if he is, isn't playing this week. Yeah. Um, Gordon was good. Apparently, there was, he had a calf complaint, but he, I think, um, he played out the game. So just you know, the knock, I, I think, think he's fine. Yeah, I think he's. I think he'll be fine. Um, and I haven't heard anything about it since, so I think that's cool. Um, Man, I, I don't think there's anything else really to... I got oh, what about Uland? Uland. Is that how you say his name? Uland? I don't know. But he oh, was good. I don't know either. Yeah. Again, I don't think he's got good JS because Gold Coast do have a few defenders to come back in. But if he holds a spot, he's someone that you can definitely target in the back line there. He could be a solid rookie to come up. Um, I think he could be ahead of Constable because he can actually kick the ball. Yeah, he played all right. Yeah. Um, Constable didn't. Yeah, not nah, yet. Yeah. So, 
he was cool. I, I think Gold Coast on on their Twitter page actually gave him Player of the Week. So that's a huge wow. thing if you've got him <laughs> and if you okay. if you're keen on him. Um, he was getting kick-ins late in the game too. So it, it sort of just shows that throughout the game, his disposal impressed to the point where they gave him opportunities with the ball. Um, two two things I had written down was Raul. I no. uh, you know no, he not did this for me. he. He did it round one last year. Remember how he started his career? It's a watch. You're not getting him this week, but you're watching him closely because if he does this next week, it could be Raul breakout season. And the other thing was Jake Lloyd still got it. Big man. Don't don't get him oh, in your classic team. I think it's too early to say that. Nah, he's... Watch, watch him is. drop a 40. Watch him drop a 40. But we love Lloyd for what, what he's done for the, the fantasy defenses, def- back lines. That's probably a better word. <laughs> in, defenses. In, <laughs> in, in years gone by. But nah, still still a big man, Lloydy. Okay, just, just circling back to Raul, I feel like his first four games are the only games people ever talk about when it comes to Matt Raul. What about, his first, what about the, two, it, the two seasons since then? Nothing. His first, no one talks about his, any of those games. Well, his first game last year, he was best on ground by an absolute mile, and he looked great in this game too. So, mate, I honestly think he just needs time, just needed time. I'm not saying that he is going to break out, but he had a great game, and he's a number one draft pick for a reason. He's He should be on everyone's watch list because he's really cheap. All right. Next game, GWS versus Adelaide Crows. The Crows. First thing I want to say is that Sam Barry is not going to average 100. You know what? Get your bleep button ready because f- <laughs> you, mate. <laughs> Sam Barry is the man and he'll be fine. Like I said, we, we already talked about this, so I'm just going to quickly say again. Lair dropped a 57. Barry dropped a 36. It was disgusting. It was horrible. He had one tackle. If you watch... If you were a fan of the Crows' Twitter, they shared a video early last week of Sam Berry running a tackle academy. That was funny. That is that's was hilarious. hilarious. Berry's going to be fine. He's going to be at least 90. He, he'll be good. He's on my target list because he's going to be sub 700K. But, yeah, it was bad. It was very bad. Laird was bad. The whole Crows' midfield was bad. But you know who wasn't bad? Rob. <laughs> he dropped a 91, which is not massive, but it's a good start to the season for the big man. A solid start. I saw him getting baked by Crows fans on Twitter saying Phil Thorpe should come in. Phil Thorpe is not <laughs> a good ruckman. Rob is a great, a great big man. He's a grinder. He's not always going to you know, put up massive stats and get every hit out to advantage. The Giants mids got spanked. But blame Laird and Berry. Don't blame Rob. Because Laird <laughs> and Berry were crap. And Rob still put up numbers. <laughs> Our whole podcast I'm, is just going to become defend Rob at all costs. It's just going to be love, pro Rob, pro Rob podcast. We love Rob at, at Cousins HQ. He's, he's yeah. the man. Um. What else? Okay, the Giants mids were just awesome all round. It's unfortunate what happened to Kelly, but he was on track to drop a big score. Green was good. Callahan improved and dropped a good score for his price. Cogs was awesome. 
Um, the Giants could be back to their, their orange tsunami ways. Hell yeah. Just, just dropping massive scores. Um, Wit, I wanted to say Wit, Lockie Whitfield. That's unfortunate as well, but he was never a good option in classic. If you started with him in midfield, shout out to Mark. <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> mate? It's not a, you don't start with a, a, an 800K halfback in your midfield. I don't like it. I do not like it. Well, um, nah, you can see the thinking behind it, but like Wit hasn't really shown fantasy, like really any fantasy chops for like two years now or any kind of consistency. Plus he's an injury prone guy. That just like screams of screams of stay away. But to be fair, if, if he did have defender status, I reckon he'd be in like 30% of teams and we'd all be raging about it right oh, now. If it, if he was an 800k defender, I would have started with him. 100% I would have started with him. Yeah. But he was yeah. an 800k mid. And yeah, I, I didn't like the pick. But yeah, it's it's very unfortunate that he scored what he did and he got hurt. Giants just could not catch a break. It, it was impressive that they pulled off the win. Also, Kingsley has flagged that Callahan could be an inside mid this week with some of the Giants' omissions, Perryman and Kelly not playing. That's huge if you're a Callahan owner. Um, that's, that's not basically me, sadly. It. Yeah, he, he was lucky to get to his 83 because he, he really junked it up late. I think he had a 37-point last quarter. Um, but Hectic, yeah, it, Hectic. He should be good again this week. Um, anyone else you want to touch on? No one specifically, just the fact that it looks like GWS coming, could coming be. was bad. Be, that's all right. Just None, one of your boys. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> uh Okay, Cumming did have a bad fantasy game, but he still put up solid stats. I think he's going to be fine. But, yeah, look, it's looking like the Giants' midfield can be fairly restrictive this year, so that's a flag um, when, you, when you've got players coming up against them because, I mean, Landon Berry scored, what, less than 100 between them. All right, Hawks versus Essendon. This was a high-scoring game um, yes, right at the top was. of the list. James Sicily had a huge game. Hey, and hey, it looks hey, like that's that's gonna be that's gonna be what he does. Maybe. Yeah, he's got fifteen a marks. Very, that's enormous. He's got a very junky role. I am yeah. very keen to get him into my team. But I've just got a question for you, mate. What? Could you could you please tell me who's second on the list? <laughs> Will Setterfield. Wetterfield. What a guy, right, ladies mate. and gentlemen. What a guy. Setterfield is my uncle and father and grandfather. <laughs> All of them. I could kiss him, mate. What a guy. Mate, if he was where I am right now, there would be a lot more than just kissing going on. <laughs> there would be high fives. Ten marks, six tackles, a snag, 25 disposals, and he had the second most center bounces behind Darcy Parrott. So he had more than Zach Merritt. He had more than the Dylan Fuel. The snag was absolutely filthy. Did you see it? I did see it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Just luck. But, mate, it was an awesome game. Setterfield, you're an absolute champ, mate. Love your work. Keep going. Who else you see? Okay, one thing that I was concerned about, which we did discuss briefly, and you kind of cooled my concern, but... Andy McGrath's role was odd. Like, he's playing half back and he's getting lots of touches. He had 25 for the game, but 
He's not doing what you like from a halfback and running hard and demanding plus sixes. He's scooting past players with the ball in their hands, trying to get handball receives. And that generally doesn't really stack up as a good fantasy game style. So I'm concerned about his role in that regard because I don't know if he's going to be this 90-plus guy that we, we thought he could be as a fantasy player. He did get unlucky, but, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried about Andy. Yeah, so the concern is he looks like an impact player, but, like, yeah, they want the impact to be him using his speed to kind of, you know, break the lines and, and run and run with the ball in his hands as opposed to running into space to get the ball on the other end. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. not really getting heaps of marks. Um, but on the other hand, um, he got really unlucky. I saw in the first quarter alone, he got ignored for three plus sixes that he was leading for. <laughs> or two of, the, two of them he was leading hard for and calling out for. The third one, he got into a really good spot and um, just got ignored by Redmond. And then there was another moment where he lay like a really strong tackle, like right at the end of the um, end of the second quarter after the siren went. So he didn't get the plus four for that, but like he wrapped him up solidly. It would have been like a stoppage. Um, so like straight away, easily could have dropped like a 90 plus score and we wouldn't be concerned at all. And the thing is he plays this week. He comes up against the Gold Coast Suns who were very, very, Fantasy friendly um, against the Swans. defenders, yeah, against the Swans this week. Lloyd dropped a ton. I think Lakey Rampy dropped, dropped a 92. ton. Yeah, so they they all had a lot of the ball back there. I think like it's a slight concern on McGrath, but I think I think like if he's ever going to bounce back, it would be this week. And so it would be it would be weird to jump off this early. I think. Wait and see. If he can't crack 90 this week, I'm definitely concerned and looking to move him on. But at this stage, I put it down to an unlucky game. Yeah, I won't be jumping off just yet. I'm just, yeah, a little bit concerned. The other thing is Essendon have a lot of mounts to feed in their back line. They've got Redmond and Ridley, who are really good ball users as well. So that's the other other slight concern. But speaking of Ridley, mate, he it's another game. He only dropped an 87, so just slightly more than McGrath. But he looked phenomenal again. We've... We discussed after the game, that's three games in a row now with the practice match, the preseason, and the actual game where he's looked phenomenal. He's cheap, mate. I reckon he could be in for a big year. I I agree, but I also, like, you can, you can read this game both ways. He looked really good, and he didn't even crack 90. And he kicked the first goal of his career, and he didn't even <laughs> crack the 90. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and goals usually can inflate the score a little bit. And it's like, I don't know. I, I, you, you're right. Three games in a row where he's like passed the eye test and he's scored well in all three of them. But I don't know. I, I can't, it's hard to predict like what sort of average he can produce because he doesn't have a massive ceiling. Yeah. So, and he has a me, floor. Yeah. So the, the thing for me is he was on a really good score early. He was top scoring for ages in the game and then slowed down right at the end. I think it was just because they were being so aggressive with the ball, even towards the back of the game. They were just piling on the goals. There wasn't as many scoring opportunities for defenders there at the end, which kind of also bodes well for, for McGrath. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen on Ridley in some, in some way. I think I'm looking at either him or Day to try and get 
into my D4 position just to try and strengthen my back line a bit. Dave's the other one from this game. He looked amazing, mate. He was just great, just great all around. Marks, tackles, disposals. He was getting in good positions. And the other thing I like about Dave was even though his CBAs aren't massive, they're an improvement on what he was, was getting. And his secondary position of halfback is also a really good fantasy position. So I think he's going to be an, an all-round good pick. It's just something that is a bit – I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm, I'm scared, scared to own I, him. I want to play devil's advocate on Will Day. Even though he scored well, I just – it was a very high-scoring game. There's a lot of space um, out at, like at the G. Um, also, when you talk about his secondary position – I'm not so convinced that he's locked into two positions. I saw him start on the wing at least a couple of times. And I swear in that last quarter, he was playing in the forward line. Now, I you disagree. You, <laughs> you, you think he was playing through the midfield, but I swear he was, he was leading from half forward. I, wanna, we, I guess we should go back and check this, but I reckon they're just like, they're kind of throwing him around in all these different positions. I'm concerned. I don't know. I, I'm not as sold on him as you are, but that's it's a good score. It's a good score. It's a good score, and he's clearly someone they want the ball in his hands. So, you know, he's he's cheap enough that he's passed all the eye tests. I think you can go. You can go on him now if you don't have There's him. upside. There's definite upside. Ride, ride the upside, yeah. Yeah. He hits all the stat lines when he's in the midfield, which is nice, and he runs. he does run into space, which I like to see. So I think, you know, he, he'll be good, but I don't know. I, I think the score might suck a few people in and he's not going to be quite as good as what everyone thinks. I see him as a high 80s guy, high 80s, okay. possibly low 90s. But nah. I think, and that's enough. Low, even high 80s is enough for his price. Yeah. The, the yeah. Last, last player I wanted to talk about was Cam McKenzie. We don't even really need to discuss. He was just rock solid. It was such a good round for rookies. Yeah, Warps was awesome. Yes. We've been we've been yes, we've been hot on him since. <laughs> vindication, vindication, mate. Warps, all the so many. <laughs> I'm about to hot bake a lot of people. Just we should have said this at the start. I I can't believe it, it slipped my mind. All the people that weren't keen on Warps after the preseason, you deserve a hot bake because he ticked every box. He had the inside roll. He was racking up disposals. He dropped, he dropped a 96, and people are still saying they're scared to own him. He's less than 500K. <laughs> what do you mean? It's it's the pick of the year by far. He's the Will Brody of last year. It's just... Warps, you're the man, mate. I love Warps. I'm a huge yeah. Warps fan. Yeah, I know We're you are Warps too, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, he passed the eye test as well. Like just this, he's like breaking from the stoppages with speed. Like that's that's what old Warple used to play. Like like that's how he looked. You know, just and impacting, mate. Yeah, he looked he looks good. His disposal still isn't the best, but like the, the energy he brings around the contest is exactly what Sam Mitchell would want to see. Mate, I saw some great inside 50 entries from him. He does he does butcher the ball at times, but I reckon he was awesome in this game. And some of his kicks he, he was really good, were, yeah. were really, really good. I nothing to worry about if you if you got warps in your team. Everyone should be jumping on him this week. No. His job security is not an issue at this stage. Like his yeah, he's such a good pick. 
Um, behind, okay. behind, so, sorry, oh, I was going to say, behind Sick and probably Day, he was their best player. Yeah. He was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, the Essendon Primos, they, they both had really interesting games. So Parrish, they, well, they both scored 107, Parrish and Merritt. Now, Par- Parrish racked up 37 touches, which is like, I, I knew he would be fine. I, I put him in my hold category for fantasy stocks last week. Um, Classic parish, and that's just that's just proof. Um, he didn't drop a big score, but I think it's like it's almost like it becomes a sneaky option. That it's like, yeah, he's he's looking good, he's feeling good, he's he's hunting the pill, and like those tackles are gonna those tackles are gonna start coming. Um, Merritt is also gonna be a juicy target. Kind of flat, he didn't get tagged for the whole game because he was on twenty nine at halftime, and they lifted the Finn McGuinness tag after halftime, and he went bang, dropped one oh seven. Yeah, massive. And that's just what Merritt does. He's like one of the quickest scorers in the whole game when he's when he's rolling. And he just looked yeah, he was just riding the wave. I mean, they're not gonna play Hawks every week and they were smashing it. So they all they all scored a lot in the second half. But yeah, those guys are both unique and really good options to potentially jump on like early, I reckon. If you wanna if you wanna yeah. make some moves, I think there's some big ceiling games from both of them coming soon. Yeah, I love both. Zeret is one of the fantasy goats. He he'll be a great fantasy pick until he's too old to play the game. He's such a beast. And yeah, Parish, we love Parish. He's another one at Cousins HQ. He's kind of one of our boys. Um, he's one of our boys. That, yeah, they were they were awesome. It looks like the Hawks could be a, a really really easy team to score points on this year. So if yeah, you except got, they run a tagger. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, that's it's that's, funny. <laughs> Yeah, if someone like Dunks, who comes up against him, who's probably not in line to get tagged, could drop huge scores on him. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess secondary midfielders, whenever you come up against the Hawks, could could have big days. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the final game. We had St. Kilda versus Fremantle. And the back line did some disgusting things. Fremantle's back line. Brennan Cox, <laughs> 20 marks. 141? What is going on? I, I saw a stat from this game that Fremantle's backline quartet of Ryan, Cox, Young, and Clark was the highest scoring defense quartet in fantasy history. What? Yeah. So <laughs> there, and Brendan high- Cox was part of it. Yep. Wild, mate. Wild. <laughs> oh, mate. Okay, so can I can I just talk about this really quickly with Brendan Cox? So I have a mate who's playing fantasy for the first time this year. Shout out to my mate James. He's actually doing really well. He's I think he's ranked like inside the top 1,000 maybe in his first ever week of fantasy. He dropped a 21, uh, 21.50 or something, right? Uh, no, no mate, outside. He's just sure outside. Because he's behind the big J Keeves. All right, mate. All right. James, um, no, shout out to James, but also yeah. the, the big J Keeves, mate. That's <laughs> you can't up, beat mate. the super subs. <laughs> You're so smug. You're so smug. I hate you. Um, let me talk about Brendan Cox for a second. So James sent me a message and he was like, "All right, I'm looking at bringing Brendan Cox." And I was like, "Don't do that. Do not." And he was like, "Why not?" He's like, "He's going to make so much money. Isn't that like what you do in fantasy?" I was like, "He will, but it's Brendan Cox." And I, I actually was like racking my brain of like, how do I try and like tell him not like just not to touch Brendan Cox. And so I, I personally went through and looked at his career fantasy stats. 
Before this game, he had only turned up once in his career for a 110. <laughs> he dropped the 141. It was, yeah, it was insane. It was crazy, crazy, crazy numbers. It's not going to happen again, I don't think. It's a classic case of just trap. That's a trap. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Ryan, he does have big games. Uh, that was a classic example of one, but he's such a hot and cold player. He can he can drop 50s. Like he can drop 40s even. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go chasing that either. Hayden Young is the interesting one. We've all known he has potential. Um, he takes intercept marks, which is nice. Um, and he just like, he really passed the eye test in this game, but I think they all passed the eye test. So I don't know what Mate. to make of it. I'm not, I'm not like chasing him or anything like that at this stage. The frustrating thing for me about Hayden Young was that if he had shown any sign, one one little speck of just decent fantasy nous and game throughout the preseason, he would have been in my team because we both had him in our first teams and he just stunk it up throughout the whole preseason. And we say, don't put too much stock into the preseason. And, you know, we say it over and over and over again. But when someone like that, who we're kind of expecting to break out, doesn't show anything over the preseason, you just can't start with him. And then he comes out and he drops his score in round one. It's like, mate, we all knew, or we all thought this is what was going to happen, but there was no indicators of it from, you know, the end of last season until the start of this one. So we couldn't do it, and it's just it's just frustrating. So shout out to Hayden Young for not trying through the preseason. I'm frustrated <laughs> at you, man. <laughs> yeah, the the like don't read too much into preseason is usually like you definitely ignore it for like your primos. It's like yeah, they don't try, but when you're looking at paying like high eighties for a guy that you want to push into top six sort of mark, you do actually want to see something, <laughs> and yeah. Just good on you, Hayden. You must be proud of yourself. Um, <laughs> um, okay, the other person I want to pump up is Jack Bytel. He was great. He was awesome. But <laughs> this is just this is the fantasy game we play. He's going to miss round two. At least round two. At least. <sighs> Yeah, I, I don't want to harp on about it for too long. I was feeling really good about the pick. Um, we've, we've been pretty keen on it all preseason. He got a game, he was named on the inside, and it's like, yep, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock that in. He's like 305K. What a pick. He scored the score, and now I've got to bench him for you know at least it's, a week. It's so unfortunate because I easily... <laughs> and you don't have him. That's the worst me. bit about not it. That's, not that it's all about me, but... Oh, it's I not about was, me. Oh. I was very close to starting with Bytel and Kelly, but instead started with Green and Callahan. You're the worst, shout out to the, You're the worst. Shout out to the fantasy gods for looking out for me. But yeah, uh, I, I feel for you. I'm still... When Bytel does come back, um, he's someone that I'm looking to get into my team. I don't know where, but I, I'm, I'm keen to own him because he's got... Oh, because your team is that good, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, nah, but I, my initial trade plans before the injury news came out, I did, I was going to bring him in, but yeah, I'm, I'm unsure now. He's, when he is back though, people should, should look at jumping on because if he's got an inside mid roll, he could be an 80 plus guy and that for what, 340k, I think he is now. Massive, massive, yes. Yeah. Can we quickly talk about Ron Marshall? I don't want to. What the hell happened, man? Yeah. He just got smacked the whole game. Yeah. Sean Darcy just gave it to him. 
I, I watched it and I I couldn't work out why he looked so bad. Like he had the role. He just couldn't it couldn't do anything. He wasn't winning like many hitouts, wasn't finding the pill at all, just didn't do anything all game. The massive, massive flag now after this game is that Ross Lyon was already talking about Tom Campbell playing senior footy next to him. After getting smashed in round one, the Saints won, which is good. But after That's Ron the Martin saving grace, getting, yeah. Getting pumped. I'm scared that Campbell's going to come into the team now. Oh, man. I, it, that would just make Marshall a, a huge flop. So, mate, if, you, if you're if solo ruck again, Marshall, you need to step it up. Yeah. you got to no, step th- it up, man. I don't think Campbell's coming in this week, but, yeah, it's a, it's a concern. It's just not what you expected from someone like Rowan Marshall. Darcy but, was yeah. awesome as well. Darcy was awesome. And he had heaps of, like, rock time. Heaps of Jackson. <laughs> Jackson was just kind of doing his thing in the forward line, doing, doing well, what think, he does. I saw a stat. This is off the top, but Darcy attended, like, 61 out of 78 CBAs or something. So... Was just was just playing a normal CBA's role. Uh, so, sorry, rock <laughs> contests, rock contests. I knew um, what you meant. I just had to say. Yes. <laughs> now, nah, so Darcy was playing just a classic number one rock role, and Jackson was just playing as a forward, and then basically giving him spells. So if if you're an ex owner and you need to upgrade to someone, Darcy could be a great a great option. It's just a little bit cheaper than guys like Wits and English and Gorn and those sorts of players. Um, that's basically it from that game. Only other than Will Brody and Jago Ramirez played really low tog. So that's become the norm for Will Brody. But if you're a John Classic. fan, and I, I have been and still am, um, he's still got still got upside and you know his bad score isn't too much of a concern because his tog was just so low. I don't know what the problem was, but I think he's going to bounce back. Cool. Well, I guess that wraps up all the games for the weekend. <laughs> there's um, yeah, there's a bit to talk about there. Um, but overall, I think it's been it was a good round for both of us. Um, at this stage, what are what are your trades looking like this week? Oh, mate, I've flip flopped all through the week so far. Obviously, it's we're recording this on a Wednesday, so I've had from Sunday night to now to, to try and decide, and I can't decide. It's just hard. I think I'm going at this stage, Cowan to Chandler. And then my second trade, it's either going to be Powell today, Ridley, or Zeebs, I think. But, yeah, man, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm, I really want to wait an extra week on Ridley and Day. Also because Yo could be coming back into the fold this week, and that could just be an easy option. Um, so I think I'm going to do, do, do Powell to Zeebs. But, yeah, it's that second trade is up in the air at the moment for me. Just quickly, I think Yo was named as unlikely for this week. There you go. It yeah, so even but even having the extra week to, to see Ridley and Day will be handy. So I'm I'm if I get Zebes I'll still have about two two just under two hundred K. So <clears throat> that'll be enough money for me to pull the trigger on one of those guys next week. What about you, Cuz? What are you looking at for trades? Yeah, um just quickly cuz it looks like Cowan was named. Teams teams have just come out. Yes. Yes they have. <laughs> Should we go through them quickly? Okay, let's do it. See if there's, well, see if there's anything relevant. Bose All is right. in. Yeah, they, they they named that Bose would play earlier in the week. There's also a debutante for Geelong, Cooper White. No, there isn't. Wow, okay. He's they not, said he's he not was, there. 
They said he he actually wasn't named in the team earlier today. Chlong put a post out on Twitter about it, and he hasn't he'll been be sub. He's an so emergency, so he must be sub sub debut. He must be sub. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, oh, well Hewitt is injured. Then. George Hewitt's injured. What's going on there? <laughs> this is just off Hewitt? the cuff right now. It is. <laughs> Stewart's injured too. Nah, just kidding. We know Stewart's injured. He <laughs> dropped a he dropped a fourteen. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, Hewitt was off to a great start in his game too. So the fact that he had an injury kind of explains him slowing down. Um, just quick, just to circle back to Cowan though, I'm still he's still on the block for me because I th- I don't think he's got good JS. So he obviously he's been named this week, but I can't. I can't see him playing many more games. I just didn't really like what I saw from him. He got subbed out. If you do have him, do not start him on your field under any circumstances. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that. I think I saw his game a bit differently to you, Keeps. I, th- I think he was fine. Um, you're right. His, his job security isn't strong. Definitely not strong. But, like, I think his game was okay. And he had cramp at the end. That's why he got subbed. The, 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 yeah, I know, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just I don't, I don't I don't love it. I guess now that he is named, I can give him another week, but it just means that I have to fiddle fiddle with my trades some more. So taking back what I said before, I have no idea what my trades are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, well at I'm this looking, stage, my trade Chandler. <clears throat> yeah, at this stage, my trades. It's an interesting one because, <clears throat> well, I have a force trade unlike you. So the first trade is like totally locked for me. It's Kelly to Green. I'm just chasing you, Keebs. Just, it's just annoying. Anyway, Kelly to Green. That's pretty much locked in. Nets you some cash. Green is looking like he could potentially push being a keeper. He might do like similar numbers to Crips last year or something like low 100s, I think, is like very much on the cards. Maybe 105. He looked awesome. He was so good. Career high disposals. He was getting the ball on the outside as well. Just awesome. Awesome stuff from Tom Green. The yeah, second yeah, trade right. is where it gets interesting for me because I want to jump off Powell like we flagged earlier in the pod. I think he's, um, it's a ticking time bomb having him in my team, but it means if I jump off Powell, I have to fade Chandler because of his Kelly, Kelly force trade. And I don't know. It, I guess I'll wait and see whether Chandler's named. I think he will this week. Um, but... Man, I don't know. I I feel like a bad game is just like potentially around the corner. You know, what? He's, he's a small forward, right? Like he yeah. could easily just have a quiet game and then just get dropped, or he could just be just be a sub kind of guy. He's the sort of guy that I don't know. Yeah, screams screams sub to me, but he's, he's on the he, fringes. You know, I, so I it's think, like it doesn't feel like a priority inclusion to me. Yeah, he does have jazz concerns, but Goody seems to be the kind of coach that will give his players a chance. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking he'll get another game or two. I am concerned about JS, but yeah, he's he's definitely one of my targets because his B is minus 27. So, yeah, so at this stage, I'm kind of I'm looking at just going Powell to Zebes and being slightly aggressive with that trade. But yeah, I mean, it's wait and see. I, I have to keep thinking about it. Potentially Chandler, but I, I'm so keen on. Jack Zebel, he's the man. I want him in my yeah. team. <laughs> Mate, me too. I, I don't know who I'm trading out now, but I want Chandler and Zebel as well. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, I think that might be a good place to wrap it up. 
Um, we've uh, we've been recording remotely because Keebs decided to ditch and go on holidays right when round one happened. My forced holiday. Yeah. What's going on? Just stay home. <laughs> uh, not nah, just to just to cover our bases as well. I guess apologies if there's been any audio issues because we are recording remotely. But next week. We will be back to normal. So the pod is going to drop on a Monday next week after round two. Things are things are going to be normal again at Cousins HQ. It's resume yeah. transmission and, and, and get back to the nitty-gritty of the in-season stuff. Yeah, it'll be good to have you back and not have to worry about this remote business. We can just It'll be nice. get together in a room and just chat mad shit about AFL fantasy and... Be pumped up when Josh Dunkley returns the favour with a 150 as our captain this week. I'm going to see it live on Friday night, so don't let me down. No, I'm going to see it live. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, I'm so keen to chat next week. It's going to be good. I'll make sure I give him a a good rev up before the game. So he's up and about for the fantasy community. I got got (laughs) your back, fantasy coaches. (laughs) Big fist pump from the Keebs. All right. Yeah. Um, Thanks so much for listening. We've been the cousins. Check us out on Twitter at the cousins pod at the cousins pod. It's where we do our best work. And yeah, thanks for um, tuning in. We will see you next week. See you later. Thanks for listening. Kiss your Kiss him on the lips. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin.